2: Welcome back to Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one podcast all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. My name is Taylor, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Kelly. Kelly, what's up?
3: Not much. I'm, I'm doing good. You know, I was thinking about, I had, I don't know, like a moment, not of realization, maybe of, like, appreciation. Because yesterday... I don't know something I ate, didn't agree with me. Spent a lot of time in the bathroom, but as I was sitting there shitting my brains out, I was able to watch Choco Pro live from Japan, and I was like, you know, back when I was a kid, the only way I could watch Japanese wrestling at all was to order a tape from Good Old RF, and now here we are. You know, it's like so you gotta you gotta take moments to appreciate where the wrestling scene is and where technology has
2: brought us. And that we don't have to financially support RF video anymore. That too. (laughs) Um, Yes. It's quite amazing. The number of shows that we're able to see. I mean, I remember I only watched for many years things on DVD. Yeah. um, And I had to save up my money as a, as a teen, you know, (laughs) You have much less money. I had to save up my money and I would buy, you know, one or two Ring of Honor DVDs. That was my yes. thing growing up. Uh, and you always had, you you know, by the time I would save up, it would be like, okay, 10 shows have been released. And I was like, okay, which of these two are the best two shows? And you always hope you didn't get like a dud of a show.
3: Yeah, I would always wait for the sales and I'd be trolling the forums too, just to see what people were saying about recent shows.
2: Yeah, I would do the same, and I still have mine. I'm actually turning my head just to the left, barely to the left, and I'm seeing my whole collection of uh, Ring of Honor DVDs still in my house. I still own them. A lot of people have sold them off. I think they're actually worth a lot of money.
3: Yeah, I think they are. I've got all of mine still, too. Uh,
2: but until the, until there is a uh, Ring of Honor streaming service, I feel like letting them go means I can't watch them. Yeah. Of course, once there's a streaming service, uh, that means they'll be worth much less money. Uh, so I think the goal would be to figure out right when they're about to get a streaming service and sell <laughs> my DVDs like the month before. Yeah. It's like uh, stocks, really. Uh, it's like stocks and who doesn't love stocks? <laughs> We all here
3: love, we love stocks
2: and NFTs
3: and cryptocurrencies, right? Uh,
2: we can't get enough of it. Tell me you know. more. <laughs> well,
3: Tell there me was more. a great video put out
2: by our good friend, Mike Quackenbush. <laughs> Tell me more about NFTs and cryptocurrency because I don't know anything about them because I don't want to know anything about them.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. You. You'll, okay. So you remember
2: Pogs? Of course I remember Pogs. All right,
3: now imagine a Pog, but it's digital, and it's in your phone, and someone can email you and trick you into giving them your Pog.
2: I'm not going to think about that. (laughs) Uh, It's one of those things where, as I get older, you know, you get to the point where you're like, oh, is this a thing where I'm finally old that I don't understand this like young person's hip cool thing but i've realized with nfts and cryptocurrency that no i am correct that these are bad
3: yeah no it's it's you can both under not understand it and also not be not hip with this because it's not cool people getting into these.
2: the one thing i understand about it is it stinks and that's all i need to know yeah but anyway, we're here to talk about, not to talk about NFTs, not to talk about cryptocurrency. But Sorry, we're here Gabe. to talk about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. That's right. And before we hop in, we, of course, got to do our plugs. Follow us on Twitter, at JBombAudio. You can follow Kelly, at Kelly, and you can follow me, at TameAimbo. Subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice, and if that app of choice happens to be Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate a five-star rating and review. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can donate to the show at redcircle.com slash shows slash jumping dash bomb dash audio. But let's get into it, diving in to a show that just recently happened, just yesterday, Stardom's Flashing Champions 2022 at Oda City general gymnasium in front of 1,871 fans. Kelly, what did you think about the show overall?
3: I thought it was all right. It wasn't like a top level, like everything is a banger show, but like by and large, everything was good at the very least, I think.
2: It felt weirdly to me, like some things I expected to deliver under-delivered and some things I expected not to deliver over-delivered.
3: Yes, 100%.
2: Which sort of made it a sort of net even. Like, it was yeah. the show I expected in terms of overall quality, but not in the way I thought. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a fairly solid show. I I think my expectations were a little bit higher just because it had so many title matches. It was sort of built up like I saw the attendance eighteen hundred almost 1900 people I'm like it seemed that seems sort of low for the show I know it was you know the main event maybe wasn't a top main event but there's so many title matches on the card I thought it maybe would be a little bit better attended
3: yeah Uh, no that was kind of surprising to see them because it's down from the last time they ran this venue I think
2: uh I would have to look that up I don't even I don't even know but yeah, so I think we're in agreement. A solid, you know, a good solid show. I don't mean to say solid as in average. Um, but let's dive right in first with the dark match, which was the lottery six-person tag. The sides ending up Lady C, Momokogo, and Saya Ida defeating the trio of Amy Sore, Hina, and... Rina in six minutes and fifteen seconds. Kelly, what did you think of this match?
3: It was a fine dark match. Like it was exactly what a dark match should be. It was. It got the crowd into it, but it didn't like overstay its welcome or anything. It was. It was good. I went a two and a quarter on it. I, I enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I thought it was fine as well. I do, like I said last time. Although last time the trio was slightly different, I do like these lower card. Uh, stars trios uh with kogo and ida and now here lady c uh i did say lady c should cut the giant swing if she's not that good at it because (laughs) she had rena in the giant swing and it was a struggle yeah like, I think we're so used to seeing me who just is like, hey, who's around? I can pick them up from any position and go really fast. Yeah. Oh, two of you? No problem. Yeah. It's like, hey, maybe Aja Kong. Yeah. Where here it was like, oh, Rena. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, My only other note was, this is going to sound disparaging. It's not meant to be disparaging. I don't mean to disparage uh, a child. Um. <laughs> hina has a very large head and as (laughs) someone who also has a very i have a very large head uh i just noticed that and i was like wow i have not i guess i hadn't noticed it before i don't know if it was a camera shot or something but as a fellow person with a large head have to give a shout out to hina
3: you feel Uh, seen
2: (laughs) yes i'm a person who pretty much if i walk in a store and they're like oh here's hats i either have to get the largest size hat or none of the hats fit me (laughs) um so yes i don't know but maybe it was just the camera maybe she doesn't have a huge head maybe she has a normal size head and it was just a weird camera angle but anyway uh that's the thing i was thinking about during the match but i thought it was a fine dark match um yeah The next match was the first title match, the first official match on the show, and the first title match for the Future of Stardom title. The champion, Hannon, retaining her title over Ruaka in 5 minutes and 30 seconds. Kelly, what did you think of this match, Hannon, dispatching your favorite Ruaka?
3: there is still some justice in this fallen world that Hanan came away the champion. Like, the match wasn't very good, but, like, I, I don't care. Ruaka lost. That's all that matters. And then uh, Tomoko anaba came out to make a challenge at the end, and that was really cool, too. So I'm looking forward to that match.
2: Yeah, I thought the match was fine. Uh Toro continues to sort of be a growing threat at ringside is what I wrote in my notes, (laughs) Uh, both in terms of what she's doing during these matches. And also in that, I feel like she's closer to coming back and no offense. Feel like stardom hasn't missed her that much. Nah, Um, it is. it, it, It is strange though, because she feels like she left or didn't leave, you know, got injured at a time when, you know, Hewato Tai was, I think we can say, doing terribly. Um, She was sort of the leader of this group of, you know, this group that sort of had become much less popular. She gets injured. They have the switch of Starlight Kid and Momo. And it feels like she's coming back to a very different group and maybe a group that she um, doesn't, fit in that well with unless they want her to be sort of a lost post bottom of the, you know, totem pole type of person. I just think, I don't know, maybe she comes back and she, they have some story about her trying to be the leader, but it feels like in ring wise, personality wise, she sort of is, she sort of already was a step behind and now she's been out for a while when people have taken a step forward. And now, so she feels sort of two steps behind. Yeah. Um, to me so it'll be interesting you know she's sort of kept in the spotlight by arguing with the commentary team on all of these big shows um but we'll see it will be interesting she's someone that just doesn't quite feel like she fits in much anymore um but who knows maybe she she
3: doesn't commit fully to her act it's so weird like i don't if you're gonna be the bargain basement Ozaki Goon, like
2: just go for it more. I guess I don't know. <laughs> which also, I thought of that during the uh, 60th anniversary Joshi show at Korokin, where she was out there for the main event, which was essentially an Ozaki Goon main event. And I was like, Ah, not so good. This is how you do what you're trying to do. <laughs> Uh, this is like the example that you're not quite getting that you should try and do when you come back. Uh, So we'll see. I know a lot of people like Natsukatora. I am not among them. (laughs) Uh, But we'll see. Who knows? Maybe she was out for a while and she's gotten a lot better in ring and something will click and she'll come back and be great. I don't know. That's possible. Yeah. It's also, I wrote a note. It is funny the moves that get... The like the name of uh, the move that one person does, like sticks, like everyone always calling it the f- the famouser, uh, yeah, <laughs> which is so weird to me because it feels like not a popular enough thing as the famouser to for everyone to call it that.
3: Yeah, it's very strange that that's what it's just been called
2: forever now. Um. But just a funny wrestling thing. But yes, other than that, I thought the match was fine. I was happy to see Hannon win. Anaba coming out at the end is exciting. Uh, but I think Hannon now, as we talked about last show, either she has the record or she's tied with the record, I think, now, mm-hmm. officially. Uh, but if she beats Anaba, then she'll be in the clear. She'll be the most successful future of Stardom title holder in the history of the promotion.
3: Nice. I I I think she'll win. I I I hope she she's been on a great run with this title. I hope she gets that distinction.
2: The next match was a six-person tag match between the teams of the Cosmic Angels and Prominence with Prominence the team Akane Fujita, Mochi Natsumi and Suzu Suzuki defeating the Cosmic Angels team of Mina Shirakawa Unagi Saika and Wakasukiyama in ten minutes and fifty six seconds. I'll give you one guess: who took the pinfall? Uh,
3: Death taxes. Waka takes the fall.
2: <laughs> I thought that this match was good. You know, sort of a solid lower card tag. Uh, the people who you would expect would be good in it were good. The people who maybe you would expect less from, you got less from. <laughs> I think that Unagi, uh, we haven't even talked about that Unagi showed up in um, Gambare. Oh yeah, that's right. Has shown up in Gambare, obviously was in Diana. Uh, They have the feud with Colors and Cosmic Angels. I think that she is maybe, with all of this stuff going on, the most compelling character in Stardom. Uh, That is what I put in my notes. I think that she has far passed. Mina Shirakawa, not really an in-ring talent. I think they're both good in-ring workers, but just someone who has that sort of extra bit of something. Yeah. That makes me want to watch them.
3: And I've been really enjoying her, whatever the hell's going on with uh, great Okan as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's always there's something going on with someone. Um but I thought this match, like, I thought it was solid. Eventually, one of these matches has to be a hardcore match, right? You'd think. <laughs> you sure would think. Like, we'll talk about the main event in a little bit, but it feels like I keep seeing these prominence matches, and I'm like, when are we going to get the thing that sort of defines what prominence is?
3: Yeah.
2: Because um, I'm like, yeah, these are fine, but are we just going to keep rolling out sort of like, ah, six-person tags with prominence? Okay. Um, They're winning, they're losing, you know, it's all sort of even. Uh, I mean, I hope for a Suzu Unagi singles match, because I think that would be really good. But I hope that one of these matches ends up being hardcore. I know a lot of the stardom fan base does not like the hardcore matches, Uh, but I do. So (laughs) I want to see one.
3: It's honestly why I'm hoping that the eventual Suzu-Julia singles match is on a prominence show, so they can just go nuts <laughs> and not have to worry about that kind of stuff. Uh, but overall, I liked this match quite a bit. Uh, Waka took a hell of a beating, but she looked great here. I thought she had... This was maybe the best performance she's had in her career so far. I thought it was really good. Uh, loved the intensity that both both teams brought. And I, yeah, I hope for more like the Asuzu uh, Unagi singles match would be awesome. I went three and a half
2: on this. The next match was our second title match of the evening as the champion Azumi retained her title, defeating Tekla in seven minutes and 21 seconds. My first thought unrelated to this match is that Tekla now looks like Tina Majorino. Um, who you may or may not know. She was in Napoleon Dynamite. She was in Veronica Mars. If you don't know who she is, look her up. There's something there that I thought. she. Oh, she was
3: in Napoleon Dynamite. She was like the side ponytail girl. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can see that.
2: She was Deb, the the girl with the side ponytail. Anyway, it was just something like she came out and I was sort of like, huh, uh, I've never noticed that. Totally unrelated to the match, which (laughs) I thought was really good. I thought it was a really good match, although in the middle I said, I guess I am somewhat of a hypocrite because I feel like these high-speed matches are a lot of the same, and I often bust the main event matches that I'm like, oh, they're all the same. But the high-speed matches I all enjoy. Um, this one, it wasn't my, f- like, the best high-speed match out of all, especially from the sort of Azumi Starlight Kid recent times but I still thought it was really good I went three and three quarters verging on four stars I thought both of them had really good aggression in the match you know it was only seven minutes but they went out they really got after it obviously was quickly paced as all of these matches are so I thought it was really good Momokogo came out afterwards uh, so that will be an interesting match but Kelly what did you think of it?
3: Uh, I'm exactly where you are on this match. I went three and three quarters as well. Um, one thing I really liked at the beginning of the match was Thekla just throwing like wild kicks. That's just like looked like she was just gonna break Izumi in half with him if she actually landed with him. Like I thought that was it. That was interesting. That's something you don't really see a lot with someone just going for these insane looking kicks just to kick off the match. And then I also enjoyed when Thekla did the. Uh, Hey, I'm hanging out in the ropes thing. That Izumi didn't try and dive through the ropes like everyone else does, and instead just yanked her off him. It's like, yeah, that's that's what everyone should do. <laughs> Why am I just going to dive through these like an idiot? But yeah, uh, I like yeah, I like this a lot. But yeah, like you said, not like the top level of the high speed stuff. So
2: good match, still very good. Uh... The cage match match guy gave it a 7.47, which I think is almost exactly lined up with us because that's 3.75, right? Yeah, I think so. 3.74, something like that. So fairly close, a pretty good uh, consensus there and a solid sort of the first match as we headed our way. You know, the first few matches sort of felt like, okay, we're opening and now this felt like, okay, we're moving towards the higher peaks of this card. The next match, another title match, the SWA undisputed world women's title match, Mayu Iwatani defeating Fuki death in 4 minutes and 59 seconds. Kelly, what did you think of this match?
3: I thought it was fun. Uh there wasn't a ton to it, but easy win for Mayu. I went 3 stars. I I don't know where Mayu goes from here with this title. <laughs>
2: Maybe she goes through the oh, forbidden door. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I also, th- I thought it was a solid match. You know, it was only four minutes and 59 seconds, so it was short. I sort of started, like, they were doing the entrances, and I was like, eh. I don't know how excited I am to see, like, another and death match, because I feel like the gimmick is established now, and I've seen it a lot. Uh, you know, the smoking, the newspaper. I was like, okay, it'll be like this again. And then I thought, weirdly, I wrote the second half of the match, which I think is the last two minutes of the match. <laughs> um, I actually thought was really good. Uh, fukigen Death had a really good German suplex uh, sort of reversal of Mayu that I thought looked really cool. I thought they sort of picked up the pace and there was sort of that tease of kaori you know that the capability of kaori to do these sort of cool things and work really hard in the ring that sort of peek through i would love to see in my opinion you know i don't know if kaori yoniyama is going to wrestle for another 20 years i have no idea i would love to see her for some amount of time sort of drop the death, drop the comedy, whatever, and have like six months where she just goes out and she's like, this is it. I'm going to go out and kill it in a bunch of matches because I think she's still very capable of that. Oh, yeah. But we, don't, we I feel like we see it less and less now. And it sort of bums me out because when she sort of is on that level, I think she's really, really good.
3: Yeah. No, you see it come out a lot in like the just sometimes random tags in like Choco Pro where it's like, oh, yeah, you're still great. You can still do this. But it's like I mean, doing the comedy stuff helps save her body and extends her career. So like I get it. And it's so then she's able to go out and have these great performances every now and then. But yeah, no, I would like to see her kind of drop the comedy stuff for a bit, too.
2: Yeah, and I don't falter because you are totally right. I'm sure that doing this comedy stuff extends her ability to keep doing a lot of this stuff. Uh, But it is just sort of like we get to, like I said in here, it was probably two minutes. And I'm like, ooh, that was a good two minutes of work. I wish I could (laughs) see like eight minutes of that. Um, But yeah, but a solid match, I think. As you said, I probably would have been close to three stars, but I think sort of over-delivered on what I was expecting. Yeah. The next match was a tag team match. Kairi coming back to team with Tom Nakino, defeating the Queen's Quest duo of Utami and Miyu Amasaki in 19 minutes and 44 seconds. This was an interesting... One to me i thought the match largely was fine i was a bit disappointed in it because i thought it would be better there was obviously a big focus on miyu miyu fighting back and i think miyu has a lot of potential i think that this match sort of exposed her a little bit as not quite On obviously not on the level of these three wrestlers who are very good. I mean, very few people are, but still sort of in that world of, you know, thinking about things. There was a spot where I think me was supposed to come off the ropes and take a dropkick, and Kyrie went to do the dropkick, and there was no one there. And it sort of happened, and Kyrie sort of looked at her and was like, uh, and then they got back into it. (laughs) Um, but it was sort of like, you know, I think part of it for me is that I want Kyrie to come back and like have the amazing matches that she had five years ago, however many years ago that was. And this really wasn't it because there was so much focus on like, OK, we're working me through this match. Kyrie did hit a her back fist um, late in the match. Uh, that looked awesome. It looked awesome and it sounded really good. Because it was like, boom, and I was like, "Oh, that's great!" And I was like, "I want more of that." And it just wasn't really to me. I was sort of like, "Ugh, bummer!" Like if we're only getting Kyrie like once every four months, like I'm like, "I wish she would have been in a match slightly different than this one."
3: I think she'll be around more often like I cuz she she was hurt so she took some time off for that. So I I assume we'll see her more often than we have been as of late.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess we will see. Um I just feel like that first she sort of I don't know. I'm sort of like, ah, she's back and even if she's only back a couple times, you know, like I don't think she'll ever be a regular on the roster. Yeah. Again, so I'm like, okay, the the time is limited not the time but sort of it's like if we only get x amount of matches a year you know if we get 10 matches a year i would rather than be like ah she's coming in and she's going to do this crazy good match and we might not see her for four months but that's okay because this is so great this felt sort of like introductory if that's the right word to use where it was sort of like, ah, we're doing this. Miu's getting a chance to wrestle Kyrie, and it's like, oh, that's nice, but also I wish I, you know, I sort of enjoyed the match more.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be using her to like work out the newbies. Like we don't need to see like Kyrie against Ruwaka or anything, <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah, and I am fascinated to see, you know, they're like Miu, who's the the super rookie. And she has been solid, but I don't know that I look at her and think, oh my God, this is like a once in a generational, you know, when I think of like super rookie, I think of like Utami who came in and it was like, whoa, yeah, she's so good. Like, this is unbelievable. I don't know that I see that with me. I see a very solid uh, rookie who sort of has, as I said, a lot of potential, but has those things that a lot of rookies do still trying to figure out how everything works. Um, it's just an interesting thing with the world of stardom where it seems like either you're going up at a hundred miles an hour or you're going nowhere uh-huh with a lot of people. It's either like you're winning every match you're flying up the card you're doing all this or like you're totally just sort of spinning your wheels
3: or you're waka
2: or you're walking you're losing uh everything you're losing every match everything possible you're losing every match you ever have with really no i don't like i'm like oh when does she win like they have this um qualifying five-star qualifying tournament come up i'm like she doesn't win there does she i don't know that would be
3: losing all of those matches she's losing all the matches she's not even in she's going to end up with negative 20 somehow <laughs> even though there's no <laughs> negative points like it's it, this is how it goes
2: so we they're going
3: we're, in and erasing any like high score she ever had in the video game <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: but we will see about all of that the next match was a, another title match the goddesses of stardom titles the champions Hazuki and Koguma defeating the team, the Donna Del Mundo team of Julia and May Sakurai in 15 minutes and 11 seconds to retain their title. I wrote, it felt a bit similar to the previous match with sort of my Sakurai as the odd woman out. Yeah. And it was like, Oh, this person is clearly a step below us. Let's target her. I did sort of, I, I, Not sort of. I did like this match more than the previous match because I think Hazuki and Koguma brought a lot of energy to the match. I think they're a very, as we've talked about before, a very energetic tag team. I liked uh, Julia and Hazuki fighting in the crowd at the end of the match, just like out there where it wasn't the typical match where they're just waiting at ringside to slide in and break up the pin. They were just off somewhere else fighting each other. Um, I thought that was fun. So I thought it was a solid, you know, three and a half star match. I wasn't crazy about it. I think it was hurt by being next to the previous match where if they would have been a little bit more spread out, they would have, I think, felt a little bit different. Uh, yeah, I can see that. What did you think of it?
3: I thought it was fine. Um, I really only enjoyed the Hazuki and Julia interactions. Other than that, I'd Could kind of take or leave the match. Uh, I I only went three stars on it. I thought it was fine. The finish was clearly built to protect Julia in that loss to where it's like, oh, she couldn't have done anything. You know, she was off distracted fighting Hazuki. Like she couldn't even jump in there to make the save. My my favorite part, though, was when Julia carried away my Sakurai like a baby at the end. That was funny.
2: I did think briefly, except for their hair color being differently, that my Sakurai from... The back looks a lot like Himika now with the gear.
3: Yeah, I could see that.
2: I'm like, that is really Himika gear. People in stardom love wearing the color red.
3: They sure do. They, they love, love it. <laughs> it. It must a, be Rossi's favorite color or something.
2: It's something. But I'm like, so many people in this company are in red. Yeah. I mean, we've had all red title matches before, um, but I just looked at my Sakurai. I was like, wow, the gear looks awfully like Himika's gear.
3: You know, it didn't hit me until watching this match and seeing like the the lower thirds they do for each wrestler that my Sakurai is the oldest person in Dino Del Mundo, I think. Like that's kind of um, wild.
2: I think you're Right. Unless, how old is Natsupoi? I don't even know.
3: Oh, Natsupoi might be a little older, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's like, because Mai was born in 1990. So, so it's it's, it's yeah. kind of just, uh, where it's like the least experienced of the group is actually the oldest of the group is kind of is odd, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they look similar because they're both in Donna Del Mundo, but I don't, I still think Mai Sakurai is like a weird Hang her on in this group. <laughs> yeah. Especially because it's like Donna Domundo split apart and God's eye essentially has Suri, um, Mirai, Emisore, sometimes, you know, Konami. So that's four people. And Donna Domundo has Julia, Himika, Micah, Natsupoi, Mai Sakurai but it's like even without my, they would still have four people. Yeah. It would be like four, four. I don't know. It just seems weird. I know a lot of people have started, you know, there's been some talk that, Oh, she's getting a lot better. I'm, you know, I think she's better than she was when she started. Cause I thought, you know, especially those first two matches. I remember talking about them on this podcast that they were fairly terrible. Yeah. Um, So she has gotten better in that sense. I I think she's
3: improved from actively bad to average.
2: Yeah, I just think she's fine. Like, I didn't watch her in this match thinking, oh, she's a hindrance to the quality of it. But I wasn't sitting there going, oh, this is a great worker in there. Especially with Azuki and Koguma, who have had so many good matches. And as I said, bring a lot of energy. It it feels easier to, you know, work with them and have a good match. Um, And I thought this one was, you know just fine and obviously julia is julia who's very good yeah so um
3: yeah and i looked it up uh natsupo is only 26 so she is the oldest of them which i don't i i don't know if you it's worth putting in the effort they do in what's essentially a 32 year old rookie (laughs) you know they
2: put it in with unagi and isn't unagi i guess 30 or something
3: yeah i guess
2: but, I mean, that's worked, and it worked very fast. And I yeah. think Unagi started from a stronger position in terms of in-ring and also personality. I mean, I think Unagi yes. just has a lot more personality than Mei Sakurai does.
3: Yeah, no, uh, with Unagi, I think I feel like you see it right away when you're watching her wrestle. wrestle. But, like, with Maya, it's just, she's kind of, she's there. Like, she's a warm body, and that's
2: about it. But anyway, the next match was for the artist of stardom titles, the champions, the Dono Domundo Mundo team of Himika, Mika, and Natsupoi, losing their titles to the Oedo Thai trio of Momo Watanabe, Saki Kashima, and Starlight Kid in 14 minutes and seven seconds. Kelly, I have a lot to say about this match, so I will let you go first.
3: All right. I liked this a lot. Uh, I thought it was super fun. They went like a mile a minute. Uh, I loved the closing stretch with Saki and Natsupoi. I thought Saki was really good here. Like, I know I've been critical of her in the past, but I thought she more than held up her end of things here and was really good. I went four stars on this. I was really, really happy with it. Uh, So what do you think?
2: Well, I was even higher than you were. I love this match. I went four and a half stars. Wow. Uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really fast paced. I thought the moves were great. There was a thing that clicked with me in the match is that I think stardom, the in-ring work, I think I enjoy it the most and I think it's the best when it reminds me a little bit of Dragon Gate. Yes. I think there's the sort of uh, faction stuff, unit stuff, group stuff, whatever you want to call it that's very similar. But I think it's so good when it's like we're going to have a lot of people in and we're going in out and we're doing crazy Moves, I mean, Natsupoi killing Saki with the dropkick against the bottom rope. Um, Saki rolling out of the way or bending out of the way of the doomsday device uh, later in the match, which I thought was really great. I thought it was just fast-paced, crazy moves, unpredictable. I think I totally agree with you, and I think Saki is a great third member of sort of a trio champion, as they are now, Artists of Stardom title holders cuz so she's someone who can realistically they have set up that she can win with this pinfall, she can win by pinfall, she can roll you up, but she also can lose. You know, she's the clear number 3 in the group. So they have someone who can lose. I think that was really good, but I thought everyone worked really really hard and I just thought it was great.
3: Yeah, no, this this was awesome. I I was really impressed by this.
2: I guess I'll spoil and say this was easily my match of the night. Nice. Um, I just thought it was really good. I wish they would sort of, you know, the artists of stardom titles have on these big shows sort of disappeared a little bit. They don't defend them no. that much. And I really liked it as a change of pace, even though it was a, you know, a faster pace, it breaks up a little bit of the singles match. You know, there were two singles matches after this, but I just thought it was really good. I wish they would do more. Now. I think they have a really good, you know, starlight kid, Momo, Saki, a great team that you can throw a lot of people against. So I hope that they get more of these matches on these big cards. And I hope they essentially do what they did here.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, this was good. I, I think for the next big show, we're not going to get that, probably, because they, uh, Starlight Kid and Momo came out to challenge after both of the next two matches.
2: (laughs) Yes, Uh, we probably won't, but a boy can hope. Yep. What can you say? The semi-main event was for the Wonder of Stardom title, Sayaka Matani the Champion, defeating Mirai in 25 minutes and one second. So almost exactly twenty five minutes. This was a very interesting match for me. I think, first of all, sort of if you think of the the times of COVID as a sort of a bell curve, there was the time when it first hit, and people there were no people at the shows, or people couldn't cheer, and it was like, oh, this is this is like horrible. There's no cheering. It's so quiet. Then there was time people sort of got used to it. It sort of became the new normal. It was like, okay, this sort of is what it is. That's sort of the upward trajectory. Now I feel like we're on the downward trajectory and we're so close. You know, there's these tweets that Japan is now allowing cheering at sporting, you know, in certain sections and sporting events. And I feel like we're so close. Mm Mm-hmm. To having cheering back, that now all of a sudden the silence and the clapping have now begun to stuck stick in my head again. <laughs> where I'm like, oh no, now I'm noticing it again. I mean, there was a moment when Mirai was in the crab. Sai so had her in a crab. She's like, Ugh, she's selling. The arena was dead silent, except for someone. I would assume someone in. God's eye maybe Amy sore pounding on the mat for like two minutes straight with no break it was just like <laughs> bon, 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 bon. and I was like what is that I was like oh god like it's back again this is really bothering me um so it was just weird like that sort of hung over the whole mat for me was this thing where I was like oh there's a lot of clapping going on that I don't I'm like I just want people to cheer um we're almost there, but anyway, that's sort of taking that out of the match. I thought Mirai looked the best that she's looked in any of really her big matches. I thought she uh far to me outshone saya, who I think looked a little bit off kilter, yeah. And I don't know if that is. I, I have this weird feeling that we've talked about Saya as, you know, she has so much potential. She's got to just, you know, get these things right. You know, the running joke of her doing the shooting star and landing on her head or whatever. I am starting to get this weird feeling that putting her sort of in this position where it's like you are the second, you know, the number two champion. You're one of the biggest people in this company has weirdly crystallized some of her bad habits.
3: Yes. I 100% believe this has stunted her growth as a wrestler.
2: And I feel like she's not getting bet. Like, I feel like no. she isn't getting better
3: because why does she need to? She is exact. You know, she's up there already. She as, as, a, as she is now, theoretically, she's great, you know, but it's, it's just not there yet.
2: Yeah, and it was just there was a sequence where Mirai was on the top rope. Saya went to do a strike that missed and then did a spin kick that was absolutely nowhere close to anything. Horrendous. And I was like, oh. There was again the Phoenix Splash. Now Mirai moved out of the way, and Saya probably knew she was moving out of the way. But if Mirai had been laying there, Saya would have come down feet first on her face.
3: Yeah, that if that like would have connected, that would have been disastrous. But you know, I will give her the benefit of the doubt that she they knew what was happening and she was trying to land on her feet.
2: So it's just one of those things where I'm like, it still feels like there's potential, but the things that sort of I was seeing six months ago, however long ago that I was like, Oh, that'll get cleaned up as she gets more experience Are seem to be not getting cleaned up. And so now I'm like, "Oh, is this just sort of, you know, you say, Oh, there's a lot of potential and some, you know, on some people it happens in all sports. You go, Oh, this person has a lot of potential and maybe they don't. Yeah. Um,
3: She's got all, I've said it before, she's got all the physical gifts she needs. She just doesn't have the technique down yet. And I don't know if she will. I think, she, honestly, I think she needs to be retrained. I think she's got a lot of bad habits that need to be broken. There was, there was one bit in this match that, like, I feel like now whenever there's a big Saya match, I'm going to have to make the this is the most Saya moment of the match. Last, the Micah match, it was doing two apron bumps right in a row. This time it was on the outside. Someone gave her a water bottle and she sold drinking water. She drank that water like it was spicy. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you this extra? Why are you
2: like this? Just drink the water. Don't sell the water. Uh, I will say in spite of all, all that I just said, I actually did enjoy the match. I think, the ending sequence was very strong. I ended up going three and three quarters on it. Wow. So I I did enjoy it. I think a lot of that, as I said, was Mirai, who I thought looked really good, looked very confident. For the first time, really, to me, in stardom, I should say, looked like, okay, I got it. I'm in this match. I know what I'm doing. Um, had good looking offense i thought that there were some good near falls i think it was helped by the fact that i thought oh mirai could win this match um you know that would be logic in a way logical to me so i think that there were some near falls i thought were really good um so i thought it was fairly good as much as i said you know all the stuff about saya now of course mirai losing again is weird to me
3: She's she's becoming upper card Waka.
2: <laughs> I just don't really understand. This seems to happen a lot, where the people come in the company, it's like, hey, here's a big person. Oh, they get a title shot. Oh, they lost. And it's just... I. <laughs> I don't know. It's not the way that I would do it. I mean, I would not have had. Now, of course, you get the Cinderella tournament in the middle. So you could say, oh, Mirai, she won the Cinderella tournament. That was sort of her big thing. I just don't know. Losing multiple title matches, back-to-back title matches, just to me is like, ooh, that is not the way I would be doing this. No. Like, it's almost like there's no ability to slow build anyone. No. So they bump their head. It's like, well, they're near the top of the card, so I guess they have to get title matches, but they're not going to win. I, I don't know. It's just it's one of those things that's it's just weird to me.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you liked this match a lot more than I did. I I only went three on it, but I don't attribute any of that to Mariah. I thought she was pretty good in here. It's just I don't like the Saya formula. So... And this match was just that. So, yeah, it, it was fine, I guess. I went three, but, like, way too long. Like, I didn't need that match to be 25 minutes.
2: And then Starlight Kid, as Kelly mentioned before, came out afterwards. So that will be an interesting... She should win. It's another interesting one. You you know, it is possible she could win.
3: Full it... stop. She should win. Like, like I don't saya what is this her sixth successful defense like it's i don't put the belt on starlight kid
2: it does feel weirdly to me like maybe starlight maybe i'm just overestimating starlight kid because i really like starlight kid and i think she's done very well in this new heel role like i would almost rather see her challenging for the world of stardom title just cause to me, I feel like they've sort of established the wonder as like the get someone over title in yeah. a way. But and it seems to me like she's already over
3: true, but I don't see her winning the world title. Like I just, I don't, I could very well see her win the wonder title.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it is another interesting match. I think they have done well, you know, as I said, the, this mirror, Eye match, was to me up in the air i think the starlight kid match will be up in the air for me so i think they've done a lot better job of doing less choreographing with this title where it's like oh we just need someone uh uh you uh you'll challenge you won't win but it's you they're getting more matches where i'm like oh it could be this person um So that's good. We'll see. I mean, I would like Starlight Kid to win just because I think Starlight Kid is, as I've said many times on this podcast before, very talented. And I think that she would have a good run with the title.
1: Mm -hmm. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking "Ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now Off. Again, that's arena club.com slash VOW net. Arena Club.com slash VOW net for ten percent off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of the Wrestling Podcast Network.
0: The main
2: event was a was the World of Stardom title match. The champion Shuri defeating Risa Sarah by TKO in 14 minutes and 29 seconds. Kelly, I'm fascinated to hear. I don't know at all what you thought of this match. I'm fascinated to know what you thought.
3: I've never given a more disappointed four and a quarter star rating in my life. I really, really wanted this to be like a match of the year caliber can't match, and it just wasn't. And I don't put that blame on either Siri or Risa Sarah. I put it on the match format. I was way into it being a match by, can only be won by knockout or submission. And I feel like that's not what we got, but it kind of was at the same time. Like, the referee chose to really selectively enforce the rules. Like, sometimes you could be DQ'd, sometimes you couldn't. Sometimes he was like, hey, you can't use this kendo stick. Other times he was like, all right, fine, whatever. Sometimes you can't use closed fists, sometimes you can't. Like, there was no rhyme or reason to what was okay and what wasn't. There was no, like, he had to take a ref bump before we could get into, like, the weapon stuff. And if this match was made to be knockout or submission and it wasn't made to have, like, plunder stuff involved, why wasn't it just UWF rules then? You know? Like, this was clearly made so that Risa Sarah could lean into the hardcore stuff, but it seemed like they forgot that along the way, and the only people that remembered it were the wrestlers, and the referee actively, and I guess Rossi in terms of storytelling, worked against that. So it just... It was weird. It was a weird match that I didn't entirely like, but I also did like a lot. And I'm very conflicted on how I feel
2: about it. <laughs> I wrote that it was a weird match for me. I was lower than you were. I was probably like three and a half, three and three quarters, maybe. It felt to me like the summation of the match was it either needed to be much crazier Or it needed to be much less crazy.
3: Yeah, it was, it didn't know what it wanted to be. Like,
2: I don't think it was like, ah, we have one kendo stick in the match. And oh, there was that fight outside the ring with prominence and Mirai coming out and, you know, knocking everyone over with the shoulder tackle. And then it just seemed like, and then it was like, ah, Kendo stick, things are about to get wild. And then Daichi would come in and be like, no, you can't use the Kendo stick. And it was like, okay, he gets rid of the Kendo stick. And then the Kendo stick comes back.
3: Yeah. It, it didn't make any sense. Like just, I, I don't understand what they were trying to do here.
2: So yeah, I was probably three and a half. I thought it would be a match for you, Kelly, because your um, least favorite ref got, Uh, That was great. That was probably
3: (laughs) where a good half a star came from because he got hit good. That was awesome. I loved that. More of that.
2: Like, this felt sort of like the opportunity to be like, hey, we're going to have a prominence. You know, maybe you don't do a death match. You don't go all that way. But it's like, why not do more? It just feels weird to be like, ah, it was a match with one kendo stick in it.
3: That's And, And this is why... I want Julia and Susu
2: to be at a prominence show. <laughs> um, And I, I did like the story of Siri sort of overcoming this whole group, you know, that is against her. I did like that story. And like I said, I mean, you liked it actually. It seems I did. like I'm more positive on the match, but you gave it a better star rating. Yeah, than I, did. I did. There's a lot about it
3: that I liked, but there is a lot about it that I just, thought held the match back from what it could have been like and what was what was up with the finish like i'm pretty sure sarah was passed out and the referee was supposed to call it and he just wasn't and then they were like fuck it throw in a towel i guess because like why was he not checking her hand why did he throw up a timeout symbol at the timekeeper's table
2: like, oh what, yeah, that was weird.
3: What the fuck is he doing? Like legitimately the worst referee in all of wrestling besides like the old lucha refs that are 90 years old. Like maybe I, I don't know. Like I, it really felt like prominence was just like, uh, the match is supposed to be over. Throw in the towel, I guess.
2: <laughs> well, because he's not calling this. And it's weird because mostly throw in the towel stuff, which I'm not crazy about. I don't hate it, but it feels like most of the time, Throwing in the towel is, for example, you know, someone's fighting, they're in something and they're like, no, I'm not going to give up. You know, they're still f- trying to fight back, but maybe it's like, oh, for the better, you know, we know better. We're going to throw in the towel. Yeah. In this one, it felt like, oh, she's lost.
3: Yeah, it felt It was, It was. felt like referee negligence is what <laughs> it felt like.
2: Like she lost. Oh, let's make sure to throw in the towel to make sure he knows. Yeah that uh she's like out of it
3: and that's like i do think there is a very good match buried under all this shit that's why i went with four and a quarter because i enjoyed the work they put in a lot like they did the insane air raid crash off the apron again that fucking rules and they both worked really hard but they were just held back by this stupid nonsense stipulation that didn't make any sense
2: Yeah, I also think a UWFI rules match would have been better because I really... I mean, the air raid crashes were good, but I loved it when it was, like, in the ring, like, kicking the shit out of each other.
3: Because, yeah, if if you say knockout or submission, and that's it, and you don't allow weapons, that's UWFI rules at that point. Like, I don't know why they weren't... It's stupid. It's stupid, and, like, I guess they just didn't think it out, or... They thought they knew what they had. And then Rossi was like, Oh no, that's not what we're doing. Referee go in there. I assume that's what Rossi sounds like. I don't know. (laughs) I'm mad. I don't, uh, ah, again, I've never had a more disappointed four and a quarter star rating.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. What a strange, uh, (laughs) as I sort of with a lower rating of the match, uh, become sort of the defender of the match, but I, you know,
3: it could have been great. And it was, it, there was parts of it. I, argh,
2: stupid referee. I hate him. I hate him I, so much. You
3: I'll know, in- there was another part that got me that in from the, the Kyrie and Tom tag, there was a bit where the ref where I think it was. Kyrie was in a submission hold. She's trying to reach for the ropes, but she's heading into her corner. So effectively Tom could have tagged. Ta- Tom was in the corner. The referee fucking gets in between the two of them. Like in what lo- like how what logic is there? Like you're actively hampering her potentially tagging out to end the submission. Like legit just the worst in the business. I don't think he understands wrestling at all. I think he's legit just awful and is a
2: detriment to the product. And that was another installment of the segment <laughs> Kelly disses Daichi. Daichi fucking sucks.
3: <laughs> wow. Well, makes, anyway. Makes Ruwaka look like fucking Brian Danielson of women's wrestling.
2: <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is such a weird end to <laughs> this recap of the show that we generally liked. <laughs>
3: uh i liked the match i just hate one person in particular that was involved in the match and it's neither of the wrestlers
2: one of us went over four stars or near four (laughs) stars on all three of the last matches (laughs) and yet if you listen to only the last five minutes you would think that this is like our least favorite show of the year (laughs) uh anyway there's a lot more to talk about and actually kelly coming up i will ask you uh an interesting question because you're four and a quarter Rating on that match makes me intrigued to know the answer to something coming up. But anyway, okay. that's in the future. What else happened in the last two weeks of Joshi? Stardom had some house shows. Oz had a small show on the 22nd. Tokyo Joshi, just today as we record this on May 29th, had a show that saw the debut of Hriho, uh, against in a singles match against Yuki Aino. I haven't watched that, Kelly. I don't think you've watched that yet.
3: No, I didn't Uh, have the chance to. I really want to watch that show. It's a fun lineup.
2: It aired at sort of a... uh, They sort of changed their airing schedule, so it aired at a bizarre time for us Americans. Um, But yeah, Riho debuted, and there were five one-on-one matches between the younger and older classes. Um, So some interesting singles matches there. Uh, Speaking of Tokyo Joshi, Kelly, I know you watched the match. I watched the match. Uh, Miyu Yamashita in Prestige Wrestling taking on Masha Slamovich last night. We both uh, watched the match. A solid, I would say a solid match hindered by the fact that the ringside mic was turned almost all the way off.
3: The ringside mic was so weird because it would come in every now and then. And it made the the crowd cheers sound like they were piped in and fake. (laughs) It was very strange.
2: I am a big proponent of, or I think, if I cannot hear what's happening in the ring, it's almost like, well, it's over for me. Like, especially with Miu, where you're like, she's going to be kicking. Turn the ring mic on.
3: Yeah. Because, yeah, those kicks you couldn't hear at all.
2: Yeah, they were like, ooh, brutal kick, and you could hear people clapping, and you're like, "Eh, couldn't hear anything. Um, That match is on IWTV if you want to check it out. I know today, I don't know what time the show even is, um, is the Miyu-Maki match in Prestige. I think it's airing live on IWTV. Uh Sorry, I don't have any more information. Yeah. I didn't think to look it up before the show. Oh,
3: and but. I did watch the uh, the Maki Ito versus... Mia um, names is- Thank you. <laughs> Mia match that was on that same show. I watched that right
2: before we started recording, and that was good. That was a fun match. So you can check that out on IWTV. Ice Ribbon on May 21st had the first round of their Ice Infinity title tournament uh, Sakushi winning uh, in her last defense of the Ice Infinity title back at Yokohama. So the belt is up for grabs in the first round. Bunch of matches. Mika Ozaki defeating Saran. Makoto defeating Yuko Sakurai. Ibuki Hoshi defeating Misa Kagura. Yuki Mashiro defeating Kaho Matsuhida. Amen defeating Sumika Yanagawa. Seria No defeating Hikari Shimizu and Totoro Satsuki defeating now Ishikawa. The second round semifinals, whatever they're calling it, will be in the middle of June. So some interesting names there. So we will see who becomes the next Ice Infinity title holder. Wave had a number of shows with catch the wave matches on them i have not caught up with that yet but i'm planning on doing so they had shows on the 18th the 22nd and today on may 29th kelly what has been happening in choco pro all
3: right we got a bunch of choco pro stuff so we got 229 uh that was on may 21st best bros masuruga and balianaki defeated Yuna Mizumori and Kaori Oniyama. A very fast-paced main event. I liked it a lot. I went three and a half stars on it. On Pro 230, which was on the 22nd, Chon Shiryu uh, beat Sayaka Obahiro and Balianaki in a triple threat match. Uh, Some really cool spots that took advantage of that stipulation. Uh, Went three and a quarter on it. And then in the main event of that show, Yuna Mizumori and Tokiko Kirihara defeated Chie Koshikawa and Mei Saruga. Uh, This was really good. I went four stars on it. Uh, I'm kind of starting to change my mind on Kirihara. Like, when she's serious, she's actually getting pretty good. Uh, just stay away from the comedy stuff, uh, which we will see later. But the... Uh, and Chie takes the fall again here. I really do think they're leading up to something with her, involving losing all these times. Uh, Pro 231 uh, from the 28th was a one-match show with just the boys. Uh, but it was still very fun and worth checking out. Aki and Mao from DDT defeated Masa Takanashi and Chon Chiryu. Uh, and then on the 29th, which was, well, today, uh, was Chaco Pro 232, the season finale. Uh, it was a Best Bros tag gauntlet where they had five different 10-minute time limit tag matches. The first was Best Bros defeating... Uh, Chan Shiryu and Sayuri, uh, really good, like the chemistry those teams have. Uh, next, they went to a 10-minute time limit draw against Yuno Mizumori and Common. Kamen. Uh, then they defeated Antonio Honda and Tokiko Kirihara. Uh, that was bad Kirihara with a lot of Antonio Honda comedy stuff. So it was pretty much exactly what you'd expect it to be. Uh, they went to a 10-minute limit time, ugh, 10 minute time limit draw against Masa Takanashi. And the award winner himself, Hoshitango. Uh, I like that a lot. The interactions between Mei and Hoshitango were a lot of fun. And then in the final match of the gauntlet, Chie Koshikawa and Shin Suzuki, of all people, defeated Best Bros. The exhaustion finally caught up with them, and Suzuki pinned Aki with a really awkward-looking roll-up. Uh, Best Bros came away really disappointed in their loss, especially because this was like their birthday celebration. Uh, but yeah, re- worth checking out. It was a fun show. And then the uh, May an- the May 4th anniversary show happened, but that hasn't aired yet. So we'll cover it another time.
2: There were two other shows that both Kelly and I watched. Uh, the first was the first Nomad show. That is the group of freelancers. Uh, an interesting show. Kelly, what did you think of the first Nomad show?
3: I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really fun show. I really hope we get more of these because this was this was a good collection of wrestlers and a lot of... kind of a good variety to the matches, too. Like I, was, I was really happy with it.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it, too. Was happy to see Natsu wrestle again. Yes. Even though it was just in an exhibition match at the beginning against Miyuki Takase. Happy to see Kaho Kobayashi... Back again. She uh, is jacked. Yes, uh, she really is. I also love the pull apart uh, between Oscar and no after their match yes. in, the, that was in awesome. the semi-main. That was great. I hope that they, um, I hope that they do a singles match at a future upcoming show or do something with that because I think that would be very cool. Um. And then I really enjoyed the main event, Miyuki Takase and Ryo Mizunami defeating Maya Yukihi and Rina Yamashita. Thought it was uh, overall a, a really fun show. Mm-hmm. And then we also watched the Hanakamura Memorial Bagus show. Uh, Kelly, my one question, which I alluded to earlier, the main in the main event, Shuri defeating Asuka, which did you like more? The Shuri risa Sarah match or the Siri-Asuka match? Oh,
3: the Siri-Asuka match, for sure. I went uh, four and a quarter, or four and three quarters on this one.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a really great match. I was not quite as high as you, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was four and a quarter.
3: Um, yeah, I love it. it felt like the kind of house show, not house show, house style stardom main event, but like the speed turned up. So I, I thought it was great. I really hope we get a rematch between these two.
2: I think the whole show was pretty fun but I think that that is by far the thing if you're low on time that would be the one thing uh, to check out had the appearance by some stardom people had the exhibition match between Jungle Kiona and Kyoko Kimura which was really fun that was cool the the, uh, big tag team battle royal in which I didn't really know what was happening most of the time (laughs) they did they were very nicely came on in english explained the rules which i understood but it was just like pandemonium of so many people that i was like oh a lot there's a lot happening aja kong was there of course you had the sakura Hirota tribute to hanakamura as usual so an overall fun show but the main event definitely worth uh Seeking Out, Finding, and Watching. Kelly, I know that you also watched some other shows that featured Joshi matches.
3: I did. So on the DDT show from May 22nd, you had a hardcore match with the prominence team of Suzu Suzuki and Akane Fujita defeating the cousins of some uh, uh, 37 Kamina team uh, members with Carousel Shun and Elizabeth Toy wrestling there uh the prominence team picks up the win in a pretty fun hardcore match uh after the match suzu told uh carousel shun to have her cousin meet her for a uh, singles match so i'm hoping that they get to have a crazy ass almost death match (laughs) because i think those two would probably be awesome at that uh and then in the main event you had uh Actually, no, it wasn't the main event, I don't think. I think it was the semi-main. The KOD tag titles, Mao and Asuka defeated the CDK team of Chris Brooks and Masahiro Takanashi to become the new tag champs. Uh, This match was awesome. Asuka looked really great here. Uh, Really super fast-paced match. Uh, I wasn't expecting Mao and Asuka to pick up the win at all, so that was a huge surprise. I liked this a lot. It was four and a quarter for me. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, and then uh, Gleet had some ma- some Joshi matches. On the G Pro Wrestling version 25 show on the 18th, Dash Chisako defeated Michiko Miyagi. This was awesome. I know last episode I said I don't think Miyagi was very good, but she stepped up here a big time. Uh, Dash was awesome as always. These two beat the hell out of each other. Uh, it took three double foot stomps from the top and a frog splash for Dash to put Miyagi away. <laughs> So yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Probably, unless I'm forgetting something major, this is the best women's match that Gleet has had yet. I want four stars on it. And then also on G Pro Wrestling version 26, on the 22nd, Madeline defeated Michiko Miyagi. Uh, The match wasn't really anything special, but it looked like they were wrestling on the hardest ring imaginable. Like there was no give on anything and it all looked like it sucked. <laughs> like I, I felt real bad for them when they were taking uh, body slams on the mat. Cause it just, it just looked like the floor. Like, I I don't know what ring they were renting for this show or what, but it just, it looked like it sucked.
2: Uh, but yeah, that's
3: uh that's all I got for non-Joshi
2: Joshi. And that is everything for the last two weeks of Joshi. So, what is coming up in the next two weeks? First of all, in Stardom, the five star qualifying league will be kicking off on June fourth. The first three matches: Hina versus Ruaka, Waka Wakasukiyama versus Rina, and Amy Sorei versus Miyu Amasaki. The very next day, June fifth. Stardom is at Corican Hall. That show features the Cosmic Angels versus Colors. Loser joins the other unit match, as well as four more five-star Grand Prix qualifying league matches. Miyu Amasaki against Momokogo, Amy Sorei versus Rina, Mai Sakurai versus Hina, and Saya Ida versus Ruwaka. And then... On the 11th and the 12th of June, Stardom has two shows on back-to-back days at EDION and Osaka Arena number two. The first show is headlined by a tag title match, Koguma and Hazuki defending their titles against Saki Kashima and Fukigen Death. That show has two qualifying league matches, Lady C against Saeida and Momokogo against Wakasukiyama. And on the 12th, two qualifying league matches, Amy Sorei and Waka Yama, and Mei Sakurai against Saida. That show is main evented by an elimination tag match. Seedling has a show coming up on June 10th. The only match announced so far, Arisa Nakajima and Riko Kaiju going up against Saki and Riko Kawahata. Tokyo Joshi has a show coming up on June 4th, but the biggest show of their next two weeks is they will be taking part in the Cyber Fight Festival. They have four matches on the card. The first, a dark match, one of three dark matches on the card. It is the Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling provided 10-woman tag match. Hyper Masao, Yuki Aino, Raku, Palm Harajuku, and Haruna Neko will take on Naokakuta, Mihiro Kiryu, Moka Miyamoto, Ariso Endo, and Kaya Torabami. Then the second official match on the card will be a Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling provided six-woman tag match. Miyu Yamashita, Maki Ito, and Jurya Nagano a good team there, taking on Hikari Noah, Suzume, and Yuki Arai, so that should be a good match. The fourth match on the card will be a Princess of Princess title, next challenger decision, four-way match, Rika Tatsumi, Mizuki, Yuki Kamafuku, and Miyu Watanabe, and the semi-main of the show Will be the princess of princess title match, the champion Shoko Nakajima defending against former champion Yuka Sakazaki. That is the semi main event of the show. Yumika Hoda will also be appearing in an intergender match. But Kelly, give your predictions who do you think wins the number one contender four way match? and who do you think emerges from the Cyber Fight Festival as the Princess of Princess champion?
3: Okay, I think it makes the most sense to work backwards and talk about who we think is going to win the title match first and then kind of figure out the challenger from there. I think Yuka's going to win. I don't know why. I don't have any strong feelings on either way on this match, but I feel like maybe... Since it's in a big spot, they'll want to do a title change here. And Nakajima's reign isn't really that great. So, I don't know. Put the belt on Yuka. Why not go back to Old Faithful? Um, So, I think Yuka wins. So, who goes to challenge her next? I don't think it's Mizuki. Because you've done that match. And I don't think... I feel like the next time Mizuki challenges, she's going to win. And I don't think she's going to win here. Um, Miu I don't think they're ready for yet or I don't think she's ready for it fully yet I could see Kamiya winning like I could see her being a first title defense so that one she's potential and I think Tetsumi is also a potential winner too because that's a pretty solid match for a first title defense with Yuka versus Rika depending on what building they're going to try and put that in so i think it's either rika or yuki winning that match but for sure i think yuka's winning the princess of princess title
2: well i'm gonna predict that shoko retains the title and i think rika tatsumi is going to win the number one contender match i'm going chalk because if tokyo joshi has taught me anything
3: (laughs) yeah it's safe
2: it's go the most chalk that you can on every match. Yeah, uh, Rika Tatsumi, a previous Princess of Princess title holder, feels like the safe bet. In the now, do you eight.
3: think Rika beats Shoko then?
2: Uh no, no. Okay. I, I mean, I'm like, I don't know. I still don't understand the point of this Shoko title ring. So <laughs> you might as well have her beat people who have already held the title. I guess. I don't know. Uh, now I'm in now I'm in the mode of prove me wrong, like Tokyo Joshi <laughs> proved me wrong. Uh, and until they prove me wrong, I'm just going to keep guessing the chalk picks.
3: Uh, That's fair.
2: So we'll see what happens. But a lot of matches on that show, I believe, with the three dark matches, I believe there's 14 matches on the show. Gambare, Tokyo Joshi, DDT and Noah. So check that out. Uh, it will be probably a very long show, but probably also a very good show. If uh, last year is any indication. Wave continues their catch the wave tournament. They have two shows on June 1st in the kicking block. Nagisa Nozaki against Hanako Nakamori in the strong arm block. You against Ayami Sasamura in the comical block. Keori Yoniyama against Miyako Matsumoto. And two future block matches, Suzu Suzuki against Chie Ozora and Riko Kawahata against Haruka Umasaki. And then on the 11th, only two Catch the Wave matches, Miyuki Takase against Yu in the strong, strong arm block and Suzu Suzuki against Haruka Umasaki in the future block. Kelly, what is coming up in the next two weeks of Choco Pro? Uh,
3: Not much. It looks like they're going to take a little break. They haven't announced anything for the next season yet, but the uh, May 4th anniversary show that I talked about earlier is going to be airing on June 4th on their YouTube. So that'll be something to tide us over for whatever comes next.
2: So that is everything happening in the next two weeks of Joshi. We will be back in two weeks with a little bit of a special episode. We have some scheduling things going on, so it'll be a little bit of a different episode in two weeks. Uh, But Kelly, I think we covered it all. Got anything to say? Or have you seen Top Gun Maverick yet?
3: I have not. I actually haven't seen any movies over the past two weeks. So I got, I got no movie recommendation. Did, did you see Top Gun?
2: I haven't. I think I'm going to try and go see it tomorrow because I want to see it in IMAX and I have a legitimate, um, IMAX screen very near my house, uh, which is like, you know, the like four story tall. Yeah. Uh, screen. So that feels like the right place to see, uh, top gun maverick yeah Um, probably i had not seen the movie until a couple weeks ago when i said i've never seen top gun (laughs) it's fine like i it ended and i was sort of like i didn't hate that but also i wasn't very interested uh sort of a three star uh three star special to put it in the wrestling uh terms okay uh but that is everything. So, as I said, we will be back in two weeks. For more info on that show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at JBombAudio. You can also hop into the Voices of Wrestling Discord, where we have our own Jumping Bomb Audio channel, a Stardom channel, and a Joshi channel. So, lots of people talking there. So, check that out if you haven't yet. And we. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Farewell.
3: Goodbye, everybody.